You're listening to Cortez Community Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM. I'm Dee Clark, and this is Cortez Currents, which you can also access in text form at cortezcurrents.ca. On the 21st of January, 2022, a notice appeared in Cortez Tideline from Mosaic. Mosaic is a forest management corporation which handles logistics for Timber West and Island Timberlands. Just one unwieldy sentence conveyed the essential information. As we have now been able to spend some time becoming familiar with our private managed forest lands on Cortez Island, we would like to share details of our draft three-year plan with those interested from communities on Cortez Island. Several Cortez Islanders attended Mosaic's web-based presentation, where the company announced its intention to begin road-building operations and logging in the near future. Many attendees were less than satisfied with what they heard there and felt that Mosaic was not prioritizing community input. Residents had many concerns, including Mosaic's proposed cut rate and cut block locations. Cortez Currents has been following this story closely. Visit our website for more articles on this topic. Local unease about Mosaic's cut plan, their communications, and other issues prompted a series of community meetings. One of these was held on March 12th. At that meeting, longtime local resident Mike Moore presented a brief history of forestry on Cortez Island. So here's Mike sharing some very interesting and important island history. The people living on this island have had a long and deep history with its forests. First Nations peoples have lived here for at least 4,000 years, with new research pushing that date back to 10,000 years and perhaps even more. In 1896, the first European settlers arrived and began clearing the forest for their homesteads. By the 1920s, there were 120 families on this island making a living from logging, so that by the 1940s and 50s, much of the easily accessible old-growth forests were already fallen. Today, on any walk in the woods, you can still see those massive ancient stumps. The logging company McMillan and Blodell began buying up homesteads in the 1950s at prices ranging from $25 to $75 per acre. Mac and Blow ended up owning about 20% of the Cortez Island land base as private forestry land. Eventually, the residents of Cortez Island became aware that all was not well in the forests, and in 1988, the Cortez Island Forest Committee formed to unify opposition to industrial logging. In April 1990, about 100 islanders, both Clahoos and settlers, successfully blockaded Mac and Blow in Squirrel Cove to protect the forest from clear-cutting. In response, Mac and Blow started experimenting with smaller cut blocks and partial retention of trees. The Siskin Lane lands are one example of where this was done. Things heated up again in November 1998 when the Ministry of Forests gave the cutting rights for Crown Land Forests to Canfor, violating protocol regarding 
First Nations treaty negotiations. In January 1999, the Cortez Ecoforestry Society was formed in reaction to Mike Jenks's logging on Twin Island and then the clear-cutting of the Seaford Y and Lewis Channel cut blocks. That summer, the Cortez Ecoforestry Society and Clahoose signed a Memorandum of Understanding to work together to create an ecologically managed community forest encompassing two-thirds of the island. The Cortez Ecoforestry Society began negotiations to purchase 1,600 hectares of forest from Mac and Blow, while Clahoose started negotiating in exchange of private land for crown land as an interim treaty measure. In the midst of all this, the American logging company Weyerhaeuser bought out Mac and Blow, but with the condition from the Ministry of Forests that they continued to work cooperatively with the community towards transferring the Squirrel Cove lands to Clahoose and the Cortez Island private lands to the Cortez Ecoforestry Society. The next year in 2000, a Cortez initiative was presented to the BC government. In exchange for land of equal value off of Cortez, Weyerhaeuser's private holdings on Cortez would be converted to crown land and joint tenure of all Cortez crown lands would be given to Clahoose and the Cortez Equal Forestry Society. The BC government accepted this initiative, but unfortunately, the NDP lost the election and a change in chiefs at Clahoose put an end to this deal that would have put our local force under the management of Cortez Islanders. In 2004, Weyerhaeuser sold out to Brookfield Acid Management, the parent company to Island Timberlands. The agreements between Ministry of Forests and Weyerhaeuser to work cooperatively with the community did not get passed along with the sale to IT. Forestry parcels began to be sold off to Jippo loggers. As the Bartholomew Road cut blocks were being cleared, the logger attempted to get approval to subdivide, but the Cortez community pushed back against log and talk tactics. Through public meetings and a petition, the community was able to block the rezoning of these lands so that they would stay zoned as forestry and not be subdivided into residential lots. Then, in the summer of 2008, Island Timberlands informed the Cortez community that they would start industrial logging as soon as timber markets improved. This started another flurry of community action that over the course of the next four years produced sensitive ecosystem inventory mapping and found that there are ecologically sensitive areas that were at risk from logging. We reinvigorated the push for the community forest application by Clahoose and the Cortez Ecoforestry Society with the Ministry of Forest. The community organization Wild Stands was formed. The Forest Trust for the Children of Cortez was established. A petition with 6,500 signatures was delivered to six Brookfield head offices worldwide, including in Hong Kong, Sydney, and London. We attracted major media coverage, including MTV filming for the show Buried Life and ramshackle pictures producing the Hartwood films. And ongoing negotiations with IT were carried out for the Children's Forest, Whaletown Commons, 
and sensitive areas of Delight Lake and Basil Creek. Finally, on November 27th, IT crews arrived to start logging at Basil Creek, but they were met there by the community group Island Stance. Media outreach and communications went into hyperdrive. The press arrived on the island, interviews were given, and a colorful flotilla symbolically blocked the entrance to the gorge, accessing the log dump. And the blockade at Basil Creek prevented the loggers from working. IT went away. They labeled Cortez as socially inoperable, and things have remained quiet ever since. There have been negotiations regarding the children's force and the successful purchase of the Whaletown Commons in the interim, but it remained quiet until this January when Mosaic announced that they will begin road building and logging on their private lands. Mosaic now manages forestry operations for Timber West and Island Timberlands. At their January 27th Zoom presentation, Colin Cosman from Mosaic said that they were a new company just starting to learn about their Cortez Island holdings. They seem to exhibit no corporate memory. But we, as a First Nation and settler community, have a long and deep history with the forest of this island we call home. Mosaic stated that they are aiming to extract 6,000 to 8,000 cubic meters per year over the next three years. According to the ecosystem-based management of forestry, this is too much volume for Mosaic's forestry land base to support. This would lead to an overall degradation in forest health and quality. And there is no indication of their ongoing plans after three years. The rudimentary maps that they have shared with us have their proposed cut blocks encompassing sensitive and wet areas. They have yet to provide us with accurate maps, ecological impact assessments and reports. They have promised public consultation and they have asked for our input. We, as a community, need to once again get organized and give it to them. Cortez Island, what's your answer to Mosaic going to be? As Island Timberlands returns to Cortez under the new Mosaic brand, Cortez Currents will continue to cover the story. Visit us at cortezcurrents.ca for updates. Just a reminder... The views and opinions heard on this program are not endorsed by Cortez Community Radio, its board, its staff, its membership, or any granting agency, but are those of the writer, producer, and guests. And as always, thanks for listening.